Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. What is up, Field Street Forum Radio is on the air, Wednesday, second show of 2017, a little after 8 p.m. time for Georgia recruiting, Georgia sports, Georgia football, Georgia everything, baby. I'm your host, The Real Dre, joined tonight already by Socrates. What's up, Sock? What's going on? Not much, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I think Jason will be joining us here shortly as well, so you we should have a fun fun night tonight. We've got a good bit of recruiting to go over. And of course, the hoop dogs are in action again. I guess it's a, become a regular staple of the of the show now to, to watch the dogs as they, uh, <laughs> as they do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. But yeah, I know. It hasn't right been always been positive one now. That. Anyway. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to bring that But at least they're playing well so far, but I'm I'm not going to hold my breath. We're going to leave it no, right there. Probably, right probably a good idea there. <laughs> and he's just come in from halftime, Jason Harry Dog. Yeah, he's just enjoying it. And uh, did did you talk to Coach Fox at halftime, Jason, and let him know how to how to run the second half? Who's, who's my old guy on here talking? <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> old hell. I'm... Well, yeah, I guess I'm old. Right? What's going on there, young boy? <laughs> man, oh, speaking of old, man, I went to Publix to get my mom some fruit and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll just get something to eat here. Grab some wings. Didn't realize they were hot and spicy wings. <laughs> there you go. So, I'm about to be 40, so I uh, can't can't do that a lot anymore. Just catch yeah. it up there. Dude, you, you got to go pub sub if you go to public. Man. Told, told Dre if I disappear for about 10 minutes, just know that I shot myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it happens. What, what can you say? Uh, we keep offering people today, man. We got what four offers out there today? Three offers. Big saucy. I was about to yeah. say. Oh, I love big saucy. Yeah. That's about that. Yeah, we, we got to get big saucy in the fold, man. Come on. You, you, <laughs> you have to let me do it, Dre. Huh? You have to let me do it. Go ahead. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I tell you, that, that would be nice. So, what's this kid? Tell us a little bit about him. Who? Somebody was that you, Sock, that found that? The, you know, it was uh, Jason that put that on. I'll let him address it. It wasn't me. Oh, it wasn't. Uh, it was Colonel Dog. Was uh, Colonel Dog. Six, okay. Six foot six, three hundred sixty pound Jico defensive tackle. Yeah, and he's biscuit away from probably being two sixty eight or something, you know. 
You know, when, they, when you get over a certain weight, then they try to slim them down a little bit on their numbers. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a pretty big kid, man. Pretty big kid. We offer, also offered a tight end out of uh, Gulf Coast, Florida, down in uh, St. Pete, a little south of St. Pete, Naples area. Today. He's a, well, he's only an important tight end because, you know, we didn't get a tight end in this class. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see us offering. We can be a lot of out of state offers. We also, didn't I see we offered somebody else today, too? Uh, somebody else reported one on there. So three out right now. I wouldn't be surprised if we finished the week and we got about 10 or 15 more offers, or 10 total offers for the week, maybe a little more. They'll dribble in, they'll find out about it, and they'll post it, and we'll report it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who uh, to see who we go visit, too. Yeah, you visited uh, Solomon today, right? No, nobody today. Oh, okay. Well, I know he's going to go start tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're right, Mid- Thursday. Yeah. Technically midnight tonight, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was taking a sleeping bag somewhere. <laughs> Good Lord. Um what's uh I guess somebody was saying maybe uh Jameer Speed, cornerback, might be getting a, a visit tomorrow for sure. Yep, yep, he's the one. Yeah. hmm That would be that's is that maybe the cornerback everybody's you know, looks like it would really fit a, a big need for Georgia in this class. You know, everybody wants to get at least one more true cornerback. I'd say if we don't flip one, I think he's on top. Mm-hmm. And I think he's we're right. holding yeah. off Stokes as a. I think we're holding off Stokes as a backup plan. Okay. Is that uh? And then now, tell me this: Has anybody heard anything? I've, I've heard maybe some talk at, that we're. Maybe looking at more of a more like a class of around twenty eight or so instead of what we were thinking originally twenty five, twenty six. Uh, a lot of people are saying twenty six. I think if it's the right ones, we might go twenty seven. Oh boy, we just offered a quarterback. <laughs> Guess where he's from, Jason? Where? He's from Corona, California. Who is? <laughs> We're going to go everywhere. Adam Gorney, 2018, four-star uh, quarterback. He's a big kid, if I recall. Real tall, I think, if I if I remember. I don't – I guess I could look, but um, – That name sound, sounds awfully familiar. It's G-O-R-N-E-Y. Uh, his newest offer is four-star quarterback. So we're going, to, we're going to be offering a ton of guys out of state right now. We always do it this time of year. But they're going to, they're going to find themselves a quarterback. I mean, I'll guarantee it. And how I think it's uh, Tanner McKee is the name, actually. Sock. Gorney, I think, is a reporter. Yeah, yeah, Gorney was a reporter. You're right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me pull him up real quick. Tanner McKee, Corona, California. Hey, we are. Uh... The city is a good program, too. Oh, yeah. I do 6'6, 200 pounds. Yeah, I knew he was a real tall kid because I've seen him before. And I thought, wow, he's got a pretty good arm. I mean, we had a probably – guys are always interested in quarterback. It might be a good idea to throw his whole film up there. Guys love to talk about quarterbacks. Yeah. Got uh, uh, 
Stanford looks like they got a couple of picks right now. Looks like he's interested in BYU. Yeah, BYU an offer, Colorado <laughs> offered Georgia, Hawaii. Stanford has, according to two four seven, Stanford hasn't offered yet, but I'm guessing that's because he hasn't qualified. Oh, I'm yet. sure they will. Uh, All the California uh, schools will offer him. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, just, the, they're just coming out now, so, I mean. Yeah. Of course, he, he lifts himself at 6'6", 220, so that's, that's, that's what he lifts himself as on huddle. Okay. Yeah. Little, yeah, it's probably about right. It might be a little less than that, but I think the height's correct. Yeah. Two four seven has him of that too, so mm-hmm. and one ninety nine though. Yeah. Um. Well, that's pretty strong. I like that. Centennial's not a bad program either. Oh no, uh, man! Centennial, yeah, it's really well known. Oh, they played uh, last year. They played IMG. They played Saint John Bosco. They played Chandler, Arizona. Hmm. Wow. They had, a, they had a schedule. Yeah. How, uh, well, highlights now. This dude is dropping crap on a dime. And he just took a freaking run pass option up the middle for a 50 yard touchdown. <laughs> He's athletic. Nice. He can actually run. That's a nice thing. He actually looked like, uh, Kind of like Trevor Lawrence running the ball. Huh. You know, he, he isn't gonna like kill people, but he, he can get that he can get down there if he has to. Well that that would be a nice nice pickup, one to keep an eye out on for sure. Um I guess with the dead period thought, you know, kinda of what what kind of the thought process you kinda of just get out and hit the road or is that you know, and visit kids, or, or how does that just, or just hit them up on the phones from that point? You're talking about when the dead period's over with? They're going to be visiting? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with, when the dead period, with it, with it ending tonight, how does it? Yeah, they'll all be know, on the road. They'll probably leave one in Athens. Oh, man, you'll see, uh, You see coaches all over the road visiting 2017, 2018. Oh, yeah. Kirby Smart is using his in-home visits. Yeah, and when we say on the road, we're talking probably pretty much, they'll probably have several coaches going out of state. This is a big time to offer kids out of state. Mm-hmm. They'll visit the ones they're most interested in from this year and probably stop in and see others for next year or whether on the road in, in Georgia, but well, quite a few out on the out of state too, because mm-hmm. they're, they're looking for the future classes. You know, is what they're trying to do. Right. You just kind of start your. Obviously, the groundwork's already been laid for for eighteen, but do you kind of refocus or intensify your 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 offers to eighteen kids or interest in yeah. eighteen? Kids? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You want to visit them when you get a chance. Absolutely. And nineteen too. This, this group yeah. is, as Jason always says, they're not going to be out of work. <laughs> oh, it looks about, like it was uh, Cheney that offered Tanner McKee. Oh, okay. La- last year he passed for 
3,523 yards, 39 touchdowns, 73% completion percentage, and he rushed for 539 yards and 15 touchdowns. Nice. At 6'6", 200 pounds. And hmm. and at a high level, like you said, too. Yeah, they weren't playing any slouches. That is awesome. Uh, how about finishing up? What about visits this weekend, Jason? Uh, I know Markavius Bryant's coming into town. Is Clay Walker coming in with him as well? Or is it just uh, more than likely? You know, his family's going to come on his official visit. Oh yeah. But then, uh, I would. I would. I, it wouldn't be a surprise. You got this week. If you look on Nifty's latest news page. Or right above the comments, you'll right. see the tab for the January 14th, 21st, and 28th official visits. There you go. You'll see that DeAndre Swift, Mark Webb, um, Andrew Trey Thomas will be on there. I thought I'd fix this. Anyway, hold I got on a second. It. I got it right here. Uh, Andrew Thomas. Danny Demery, Trey Blunt, Justin Schaefer, Markavius Bryant, of course, and Markel Benton, as well as the Swift and uh, Webb. The there you go. I hadn't refreshed my page yet after uh, I added it. So. And we, we're, of course, talking about FieldStreetForum.com in the Classic City chat, and there's a little tab now where you can – or a drop-down box where you can drop down for the official visits for each weekend. I thought uh, Webb was going somewhere else this weekend, isn't he? Mark Webb? Uh, I think he's coming in with uh, Swift. Hmm. And then uh, I think he's supposed to visit Penn State later on, if he if he does it. Now, Swift Swift is not taking that visit, right? No, Swift, Swift, Swift said he's shutting it down. He was going to be – he wasn't visiting Penn State with Webb. But he was going to uh, visit Clemson. Uh, okay, Let's see. So Georgia commits its Big Ten visit. Mark Webb is taking its official visit. I'm going to read this. Oh, hold on a minute. Then uh, while you're looking at that, Sokka, uh kids going to other places for visits. Beal is heading over to South Carolina. Devontae Wyatt to South Carolina. Aubrey Solomon going heading out to Southern Cal. Uh, Nico Collins is heading to Florida State to take a look. Elijah Blades is visiting Florida. Leonard Warner is taking a Stanford visit. Yeah. Feet is heading up to Chapel Hill. And Eric Stokes was, is also going to Gainesville. It, um, wanted to just, I don't mean to interject again, but we did offer the tight end today, but I didn't give you all his name. It's uh-huh. George Takas, T-A-K-A-C-S. He's six six two thirty. He's from Naples, Florida, Gulf Coast, but he's only rated eighty four point one six by uh, two forty seven. It shows you what they know. <laughs> Boy, I shouldn't say that. Well, I mean, he's got to be pretty decent. He's got a Florida offer and a Georgia offer. I don't think he's too bad. Do you? Right. Yeah. Somebody's not doing a job there. But they'll, they'll get on it now. He'll, all of a sudden, he'll get a you know ten point bump, right? <laughs> for no reason other than his offers. 
All right. Sorry, I just wanted to let y'all know that in case somebody wanted to look them up. Oh, okay. Uh, and did you get anything? Did you see anything on web? Oh, yes, yeah, Penn State. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Well, hopefully it'll snow like crazy and not be very fun, I guess. Uh, how about, hey, Jason, one that interests me, and, and you had maybe had some, some thoughts on this one, uh, the Mar- Markel Benton visit. Is there something we should keep an eye on there? Or? I might would. We'll see. He's currently committed to Alabama, so. He's definitely committed to Alabama, but Alabama needs defensive ends more than they do linebackers. Absolutely, they do. So, and they have Jarez Parks on the board, and uh, what's his name? Oh, Brian, is that his name? I think it's something. I, I think that's right. I'm not real certain. We can look it up if you want. Anyway, they have two big defensive ends left on the board, and I don't. From what a couple of super coaches told me. I don't think they were necessarily expecting to pull Benton, Cowan, uh, Christopher Allen, and Dylan Moses. Hmm. So, <laughs> and then also from what uh, a couple of central coaches told me is Auburn's still pissed at them for giving them the shaft. And they haven't really <laughs> been talking to them. Huh. You'd figure at this point Auburn wouldn't be Shine away from anybody. But that's fine with me. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and because, you know, uh, oh, the center guy last year, the defensive back, John Broussard, went to Auburn, and him and Benton are real close. Or they at least they were real close. So, I mean, Broussard's already there. He early enrolled last year. But uh, I think they're butthurt. Because, huh. you know, I mean, he favored Auburn basically since Broussard committed, you know, I mean, it was, I mean, you know, you never say a lock in recruiting, but it was as close to one as you could get, and then Alabama went in and stole them. Hmm. Wow. You know, I I, I wouldn't say anything yet, but I'd put it in my back pocket. Right, right. Because he's been to UGA a lot, and I actually like him a lot. Yeah. And I'm sure... Hmm. Kirby had a good deal of you know to do to do with him. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Even before he came to Georgia, so um, good deal. That, that I mean, that would be interesting because that's really the kind of the one thing this class is. You know, if there was a real need in this class, other than maybe cornerback, it would be outside, outside linebacker. Would would Benton fit that mold? You know, he's front? he's listed at outside. I think I think he's more. I think he's going to be more of an inside guy, to be honest. Well, okay. Because we like using those tall guys, you know, six five, that can come in and put their hand in the dirt on, you know, in on certain downs. Hmm. I, th- I think he's going to be more of an inside guy. I like him better inside. I know that. Okay. And you know, he doesn't have that length that you know Bellamy and Carter and Jenkins and. You know Brian and Bill and all. You know, I mean, you could just tell the size difference. It's it's obvious for what we use 
outside linebackers where I think he'll be more inside for us or Alabama, to be honest. Right. Okay. Well, I would certainly like to get him anyway, that's for sure. Uh, let's see, we got a call here. Field Street Forum Radio, who do we have? The governor of Swanee, Georgia. What's up, Swanee? How are you? Pretty good. How's everybody tonight? Pretty good. Good, man. You, uh, I almost threw it right on you, but uh, just wondering if, how Chuck Dowdle likes the uh, Georgia game so far on, on TV. <laughs> what Georgia game are you talking about? Uh, basketball, man. Oh, you forgot. You... <laughs> You're not even watching, I've, are you? <laughs> I have watched maybe three minutes of of the end of one game this year, and that's it. <laughs> well, I hope it was the slow end and not the slowest end. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Right. It was well, just, uh, it was about a, a week ago or so. I can't even remember what game it was. Missouri. That was God, it's someone in South Carolina. Oh, I was about to say I hope it wasn't. Oh South my Carolina. God. That was did horrible. You, but did you see the the coaches about to scrap at halftime in the Missouri game? That was the fun. Yeah. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> When you're as bad as Missouri is, I you know, I guess that's about all you got left is to go fight somebody, you know. Man, that was that was a trip, dude. Uh yeah, just you. up just to update. Uh Georgia's up thirty five twenty six with about fourteen minutes just uh, just under fifteen minutes left in the second half and up thirty five to twenty six. Uh wow. we gotta gotta finish strong here, boys. <laughs> So what's uh, so what's shaking tonight? Anything? I'm just going over recruiting and uh, checking out visits and stuff like that coming in this well, weekend. I'll go ahead. And, I, I'll go ahead and get and spill the beans on the Buford thing. Okay. Yeah, that's what you were calling in for. Let's hear it. Yeah, uh, hang on. Let me. Uh, <laughs> hey, just to uh, looks like we got conflicting reports on where Webb is heading to. So. I'm seeing one where he's heading to uh, – he's coming into Athens again. So. Well, I've got that one too, but he's also going to – like Jason said, he's leaving for a Big Ten school after. Oh, after Georgia? Yeah. Yep. Okay. He is heading to a Big Ten. He is having okay. an official visit. So. Penn, Penn State is on the last weekend, 20, uh, the 27th. Yeah, if we don't talk him out of it, but we probably yeah, won't and that's kind of what I was thinking. Well, if I mean, he's already decided not to go anywhere else, I think Webb ought to go ahead and do the same, wouldn't you think? I like I like Webb of all the wide receivers. He's my favorite, so I don't want to lose him. Exactly. All right, Swanee, what's up with, with Buford High School, my man? Okay. Uh, interesting thing is, I don't know if you all remember this, but about must have been like August of last year, there was a thing that came out in the AJC, and it ranked the top, I think it was the top 10 or 15 high school coaches in the in the state according to how much they made. Mm-hmm. And Simpson was up there between, I can't remember, it was between a, 175 and 200,000. <clears> um, and I've known this for years, but he, 
he uh, doesn't teach anything. He has no classes. He's a full-time football coach, but yet somehow he gets he they they somehow scam the retirement system because the teachers' retirement system in the state of Georgia is for people who actually teach, mm-hmm. and you know, and other people like uh, school counselors and media specialists and people like that. Okay, right. Um, but it's not meant for people who are just paid, hired athletic, you know, hands like coaches. So anyway, he um, what ended up happening is that basically, well, the Buford schools, the whole Buford school system, and the town of Buford, the city of Buford, are all run by one guy. He's about. 75 or 6, okay? <clears throat> He's extremely powerful. He can, he tells the GHSA what to do in many cases. Um, hmm. So anyway, he runs. He's all, he's the head of the, of the city, and he's also the head of the school board. So, oh, boy. Make, so he basically makes all the calls. Okay, well, if you want to look at it, he's made. He was there. He hired Dexter Wood. Uh, Dexter, by the way, is a great guy. Um, a nice down-to-earth person. And um, so Dexter recommended Jess Simpson for the job because he was one of his – he was his defensive coordinator. So basically they just, they just kept everything going, all right? So what ended up happening is that somewhere along the line several years ago, they stopped making a guy teach. Well, this tick, what happened is that this ticked off all uh, all the teachers basically in the Buford school system because they could read the paper just like everybody else, which is, you know, I don't know why somebody decided to do a, a, a piece on that or whatever, but anyway, they did it. And um, <clears throat> so they're all, you know, fussing amongst each other. You know, why, is it, why, do, why can't everybody have this job, you know, not have to mess with parents and I mean, other than outside, you know, in athletics, outside the classroom, don't have to do parent-teacher conferences, don't have to do all this other stuff. And he makes, you know, twice as much as most teachers make or more. So um, anyway, um, that's kind of been simmering for a while. But basically, they've been sitting on a time bomb. They knew it was going to happen, and it didn't matter whether – he won the state championship or not this year, they were going to part ways with him. Hmm. Basically what they did is they created a monster um, by, I mean, the football program was running the city, basically. Um, you know, it was it was all football all the time and all this other kind of stuff, and, and they recognized it. So what happens is every year, you know, that he won the state, he got a raise. And they kept winning it, and they kept giving him raises upon raises upon raises, bonuses, 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 all this stuff. And that's how he got up to where he is now. And basically they had created a bad situation, some bad culture. And so basically they were going to make a change no matter what. And this new coach, the guy from Roswell, um, is going to have to actually teach. I mean, I'm not talking just weightlifting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking an academic class. Like he taught Spanish at Roswell. So he's going to have to do something like that. They're trying to normalize the situation. Uh, it's not that Jess is a bad guy. He's not. Um, but they had, the administration had allowed things to kind of get out of hand with the tail wagging the dog, so to speak. And, you know, I mean, people will take as much as you let them have in most cases. And um, and he could always justify it, meaning Simpson, by saying, well, you know, look how many titles I won. You know, and, I mean, it's, he has a, an outstanding record, no doubt. But anyway, that I was surprised to hear that. Uh, I was at work. I guess it was last Thursday or Friday, and um, I was, I guess it was on, uh, I don't think it was our board. I think it was AJC or something. Uh, anyway, I got a, a you know, message, hey, go check this out. They say Simpson's leaving. So I looked at it, and I hollered across the hall, and the guy across the hall from me, I mean, we've been working together 20 years. And so... Uh, you know, we decided to, we, I said, hey, you know, check this out. And he said, well, he goes, it doesn't really surprise me at all. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, I, he goes, his son, his oldest son is a senior at Buford this year. And he he's not going to be tied down to the high school system and, you know, all that kind of stuff. The guy, this guy lives on the same street with him. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, Part of it made sense. He kind of thinks that it's a stepping stone to, meaning Georgia State is a stepping stone to get to the next level. You know, meaning not yeah. Georgia State, but a, a, a big time program. And um, and of course, I don't know what they're paying him. They probably paid him another, you know, forty or fifty thousand dollars more at Georgia State just because it's a college, you know, game. So um. But anyway, that's kind of that's kind of the story. But it was it was a it was it was kind of their own snowball monster that kind of got out of hand. So yeah, no doubt. And it's been such a I don't know if it's been more movement, but maybe more bigger names and bigger programs that have opened up this year. It's it's crazy, and that's just you know, one small example there of, like you said, things can kind of get out of hand so fast at a, at a program like that. Well, and I I just, uh, you know, something was on the board today, I, I mean, about Bob Spire at North Gwinnett. Um, mm-hmm. Coming down to Camden. Yeah, and um, I was talking to a friend of mine. Our kids used to play in the North Gwinnett football, the Youth Football Association, and then they went on to play this buddy of mine, his son played four years at North and mine played one before committing his life to wrestling. And um, I never did like the whole air raid offense, the whole fun and gun, you know, spread. Uh, this is like a University of Houston type thing mm-hmm. that old uh, Jim Jones used to run. That's what they run at North. Um you remember old uh, Dennis Rowland Jr. from about 15 years ago? Yeah, big offensive lineman. Lima. Yeah, well, his dad was the head coach at North for about two years uh, when he basically became a freshman at Georgia. And he ran that. He's the one who brought that here to North Gwinnett. 
And um, what happened is the the <clears throat> the Roland stayed around two years, and then he went to Southeast Louisiana back to college. But everybody they've hired at North since then has had to basically had to run that same offense. They wouldn't let a guy do his own thing. They wouldn't even interview anybody who didn't run the spread, which mm-hmm. I think is asinine. That's completely ridiculous. Um, it does, the, their particular version of it, for whatever reason, you know, we, I was talking today to my buddy, and I said, hey, let's sit down and think over the last 10 or 11 years who has actually gone from this program and gone into a major college program at any position. And I, I thought of about five or six, and that's it. And that's for us, for North Gwinnett to be in the highest classification in the in a still growing part of Gwinnett County and to have you know, between 2,500 and 3,500 students and only to be able, you know, only to be able to occasionally put somebody into a major program, to me that says a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, we were talking and I said, hey, what do you think they had to do to get, I mean, Camden, to get him down? He goes, well, he goes, I, he goes, I bet they just, you know, they were looking for a coach and they've kind of been through three or four guys in the last four or five years. And they probably, you know, did what a lot of these schools in South Georgia do, which is, you know, buying trucks and cars and country club, you know, memberships and increase their pay a little bit. And it's a it's a change of pace for this guy. I think he's been at North 11 or 10 or 11 years, maybe, something like that. But, um, right. you know, uh, it's I think it's interesting. I mean, the – to me, half the fun of this time of the year, other than recruiting, is the coaching carousel that happens. Um, and it's a lot of speculation. Some of it's hilarious, like the Grantham thing. I think that's hilarious. It's, uh, but uh, anyway, I was just thinking about some of those things today. and So, um, you know, I guess we'll, right. we'll see what happens. I have no idea about who North would get. Um, i tell you who's a really, really good young coach. I say young. He's going a couple years younger than I am. We did go to college together, but uh, he was a first-year head coach, and he won the state this year. Is uh, Alan Rodemaker down at Valdosta? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, very, he, he his, very well thought of. Yeah, he and his wife, um, both, they both went to college with me, um, and he did a great job. And of course, you know, down there in Valdosta, some people think that. I mean, Valdosta used to be the king of the hill, and Lowndes has taken over that here the last 10 years because the county school system has grown so much. Uh, but they they have a vicious turf war for athletes down there. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's all, well, not all. Some people say, oh, you know, Lowndes is, <clears throat> Lowndes is recruiting guys from Valdosta to come over there. I mean, it's intense. It really is. No, no doubt. Uh, I will say this though: that him, him only hiring guys that run his style of offense. That's right. I thought that was kind of the norm in in most places, though. As far as you know, I mean, I know you talk about Valdosta. It goes right. from what the the I forget the names of their team, teams, but like their even their youth leagues play the same offense. They're running the same offense back then. Now, of course, that was under 
you know, Cavan and uh, Baysmore and all those guys. But um, <clears throat> now, now uh, Rodemaker that you mentioned has kind of gone to the spread style as well. So, which was a little worrisome for some of the folks in Valdosta, but I think they're they're probably happy with it now. And that's probably the impetus that uh, gave Camden the opportunity, the I guess the the courage to go ahead and get out from under the wing tee and now are going to the spread that that Spire's run that, that Spire will be bringing cuz uh oh, yeah. parent kind of instituted that wing tee and they just that's all they've run for the last 15 20 years so um, oh yeah <laughs> but, but it's uh it's Price pretty, me, yes, thank you <laughs> well it's interesting I think Mama Ramsey might have said thank you more. The interesting thing to me is, um, and I've been saying this for years, uh, you know, I know why two-thirds to to three-fourths of of the programs in the state of Georgia, regardless of classification, run the wing tee. And it's not necessarily their choice. It's because they don't have to have gigantic offensive linemen. They just have to have guys who are willing to cut block. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, there's no reason. I mean, the spread is really just—it's really just an offshoot of the wing tee. And some people run more out of it, and then some people like Auburn, and then some people pass more out of it, like North Gwinnett or you know. Like Hawaii, right? So, you know, it, it's it's just a variation of the same thing, or two two or three. There are two three different variations of it. The problem with North and with any other team that do, runs it the way they do it is that you don't develop offensive linemen. <laughs> you just don't. They have mm-hmm. had they have had a few guys go to like Georgia Southern. They've had and then they've had two guys. They had two guys come out. I think it was O nine, uh, Juwan James, and mm-hmm. Austin Shepard. And though one went to Alabama, the other one went to Tennessee. And um, so they, but those guys didn't come up in that system because they don't run that at the at the youth league level. At the youth league level where we are, the head coach runs what he wants to run. Mm-hmm. And you know, so, um, but but I've always said, and I, and I still believe this, that as far as I'm aware, no, there's been no state champion, at least in 6A or 5A or, or, or now 7A, that runs mm-hmm. that version of the spread offense that has ever won it all. They don't do that. It doesn't win. They, they, it's, it's too much. It's too, it's too quarterback centered. And most, mm-hmm. of the, and you know, what do you got? If you got a great quarterback, but you don't have, but you don't have, you know, decent receivers, then what do you get? Nothing. You get a lot of overthrown passes, or missed drops, or whatever it is. All um, right. Now sounds, now sounds like you've been listening to Jim Mora, man. <laughs> Did you hear that? Jim Mora said. No. Nobody's won a national championship with the spread in college. <laughs> well, the, the you know the interesting thing is we're sitting here, um, 
I go by Buford High School every day on the way to work. Every day. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's 12 miles for me to go to work. And they run. Now, their offense wasn't very good this year in a lot of cases, and especially in the state title game, it was pathetic. But they have they have been able to win multiple state titles by developing pro-style, run-oriented, smash-mouth offensive linemen. So to say that it can't be done like that, more like a college or a pro-type team, as far as the offensive mm-hmm. philosophy, is simply not being intellectually honest, at least not in mm-hmm. my book. And then we're not even talking a different part of the country. We're not talking about having you know high school linemen from Michigan or Ohio or Pennsylvania or you know, these big slow guys and all this. We're talking about we're talking about just over in Buford. So they're mm-hmm. doing something a different way than everybody else is doing it, as far as developing guys in high school. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, is there any word? Have they, I wonder if there's any word early. I guess it's only happened since yesterday. So would there be anybody that comes to your mind that North Gwinnett might go to to replace him? Somebody on you know, the offer, will, will they have a big search? You know, I don't know what they'll do. Um mm-hmm. And the, the the issue with them is the um, the guy who is the principal there. Um, he is a guy that my daughter graduated in the spring, last spring. So I'm familiar with this guy. He's been there, I think, last year. This is his third year. Uh, but he hasn't hired any head football coaches for, as far as being at North Gwinnett. Um, right. I don't. I don't know if he's that focused on a specific offensive philosophy. All the people who made all the decisions, you know, 10, 11, 12 years ago when Bob Spire was hired, they're long mm-hmm. gone, retired, gone from the school system, you know, whatever whatever the case is. I'm not saying he agrees with it or disagrees or has his own idea. I, don't, I just don't know. I do mm-hmm. know he places, he places a very high priority on um, – on things other than the football program. Uh, okay. that, that, that doesn't mean football is unimportant to him. It just means it's not the only thing. Right. Same on him. What's he thinking? Huh? Okay. Shame on him. What's, <laughs> shame on him. What's he thinking? Yeah. <laughs> um, good deal. That's going to be fun because there's still a couple more jobs open and the coaching carousel will continue spinning around as as we get closer and closer to the end of the school year and everything. So, well, speaking of high school, we can finish this up. Is there going to be? I guess Rusty was hitting at a uh, big, big, huge opening pup coming up here in the next couple of days, possibly. Jason, you got any ideas on that? I I wouldn't be surprised if it was Grayson. Yeah. That guy just got there, didn't he? Yeah, Heron yeah. got there last year. And uh, we talked to him on, on my Saturday show that we do, and he, he said it was a <laughs> – he said it was a lot different, to put it that way, with, with everybody everybody kind of – I don't know, just all the 
people talking to you different, you know, different ways about different things. And, you know, it seemed like it just didn't seem like, and I asked him straight up, I was like, did you really get a chance to enjoy this season? And he's like, you know, I, I wouldn't say enjoy would be the right word, but I don't think he was really, I don't think it was a, a, a fun year for him despite the results. Um, well, I can I can tell you this: Grayson is not Camden County, and it's not mm-hmm. Prince Avenue Baptist, Baptist School either. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, uh, I'm I'm thinking I I think you're spot on in that, Jason. I think he may be. I don't even know if he'll. He's a little bit older. I don't know exactly his age. I don't. Know, but he's. I mean, the guy's won everywhere he's been: the state championship at Grayson, state championship at Camden, and state championship at. Uh, Oconee County as well, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if he wants to get into another job, high school it, level, or or what. It wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt my feelings at all if Georgia brought him on. Like a analyst type role, or mm-hmm. what would that be? Yeah, he he wouldn't. He wouldn't be a bad one at all. Mm-mm. Well, I hope. I hope it's not. Uh, Rush Probst, and I hope he's not headed to Athens when they expand the coaching number to nine. Because I don't, I don't want him anywhere near Athens. Get off my boy Probst. <laughs> get, get off Rush. Get off my boy Rush. <laughs> hey, by the way, I don't have a, I don't have a say in this at all. But I just uh. thought about it while we were talking. One of the guys, if if he were available and open to doing it, one of the guys I'd love to see North get. Is the guy at Norcross, Maloof. He's awesome. Oh, yeah, okay. He's been there a while, too, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. You know, but he's about, he's probably about 51, 52, somewhere around in there. Mm-hmm. 53, maybe. But, yeah, he's, okay. he, he's the kind of guy they need. Right. I, I can't see him going from the, you know, just going across the region. Yeah. I'm I'm a guy of second chances, Drake. Yeah. Let, let's leave it at that. I'm a guy of second chances. This, this is how this is how quickly I would have a program screwed up. My <laughs> first hires would be Ed Orgeron, Tosh Lapoy, Jeremy Pruitt, and Russ Frost. <laughs> and before we got on probation, we blew some shit. Hey. You better you better strike a deal with HBO for like a Hard Knocks episode or season or something for that. You don't need one season because I don't think they'd make it to more than that. But <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. It'd, it'd be a hell of a We're doing what we want. We're doing the NCAA to see here and tell them to bring it. <laughs> it's, you're, you're, right, you're really lacking. You're not getting any help from us. <laughs> you, need, you need Trooper Taylor on that team, dude. I hate his gut so bad. He's out. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's but I'm telling you, we're, we're straight up. We're giving the NBA the finger. We're telling them to prove it, and we're telling them they don't have any subpoena power. We're not helping at all. Prove it. <laughs> it's Jason Harry Dog and Ed Orgeron starring in George's version of Last Chance You. <laughs> yeah, it'd be. Or it'd be like the odd couple, except they're both Jack Klugman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm saying, listen, you get those four or five guys together, that's like throwing 
gunpowder on 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 a fire doused by uh, you know what, or you're adding kerosene to it. I mean, that's, <laughs> that is a powder keg. Hey y'all, y'all, y'all keep on. I'll bring Kiffin too, damn it. <laughs> Both of them, <laughs> Chris and Lane. <laughs> I'll bring, I'll bring the brothers in too. <laughs> How about uh, did y'all see that story uh, or a little tidbit that I think it was Roos posted about Pruitt that he started out as a second grade PE teacher or something like that? Did y'all see? That? <laughs> Could you imagine? He's probably making them run stadium steps or something. <laughs> Second grade. <laughs> oh, and I know, I know all those are, uh, you know, defensive coaches. So I'm bringing Kim Browse with us. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin can say, but I'm taking Kim Browse. <laughs> Good job from that. Yeah, you're listening to Field Street Forum Radio. Right now we are. We're talking uh we had talked about some Georgia recruiting and just got done with some high school coaching news going around. Uh Swanee Dog brought the North Gwinnett news. Uh, but I'm your host, the real Dre, joined tonight by Jason Harry Dog, by Socrates. And we have another call calling in. Let's see who we have. Phil Street Forum Radio, who do we have? I'm just listening. Just listening. In. All right, buddy. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Okay. Um. All right. You got Benton coming in. You got Bryant coming in. And then there was an article today where Warner was talking about Georgia's on the come up and all this kind of stuff. Can we take all three? Or is it kind of a two out of three situation? Of oh, uh, who? Benton, Warner, and uh, Bryant. Oh, I don't know. I mean, how does that kind of play out? Did anybody have any thoughts on that? I, I think the oh. dream scenario. I think the dream scenario closing is Solomon, Collins, a linebacker, and a true corner. Oh, really? So maybe just one. I think that's your your dream clothing class. Hmm. Oh man, we gotta make this work now. <laughs> we gotta get at least well, I mean, two and, and if a guy like Wyatt ends up going to South Carolina, then you know there's your opening spot. Well, yeah, that's true. You not, maybe not necessarily want that to happen, but there you go. But then if that happens. Do you go hard after Slayton? Right, right. I mean, oh, I'm saying, I'm saying, give me the big boy. Yeah. Well, and I was just about to say, if there is some concern with Wyatt, should do you think they should go ahead and go after Slayton anyway? Harder. Well, I mean, you know, there's only so hard you can go now that it's this close to national sign, and they, they're, I imagine, they're still going to go as hard as they can. Right. You I mean, know, I meant like, out, you know, you just got to figure out the spots. Yeah, I guess I should have said, do you go after him hard? I, I guess I was more specifically, I guess, should, would you go after him harder than, than Wyatt? You know, maybe. I don't well, know. Well, hard I, to I'm thinking right now, I, if it were me, 
I take all three and figure it out. Yeah. If yeah. all three were to come, if 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 we can keep Wyatt and add Solomon and Slayton, then bring it. Because, I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, the University of Georgia is finally figuring out that uh, these SEC ball games are won in the trenches. Right. So, I mean, you know, you got Slayton to slate offensive and defensive. You know, of course, he, you know, wants to play defense and dropped everybody that was recruiting him as an offensive lineman. And it's down to Georgia and Florida, you know, they're more than likely going to Florida, but still, you know, you never know. So, I mean, bring them in and sign them up. And if if, if you need another offensive lineman, there he is. Right. Or if you need another defensive lineman, then keep him there. Yeah, he uh, – Sock, have you had a chance to look at his offensive line film much at all or just to kind of evaluate just, you know, a little bit? Sock? He, he fell asleep. Hey, he took – I think he ate some chicken wings, Jason. No, 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 man. I'm right here. Oh, oh okay. Are you talking about Slayton down there? He's going to be a defensive Yeah, I tackle. don't know if, if you had had a chance to look at, at any of his O-line film to evaluate it all. Yeah, yeah, but he's going to be a defensive tackle, so it doesn't matter what I think of him. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, yeah, he's fine. He'd be, he'd be a good pick. But, you know, I like him better on the defensive tackle side with Solomon. I also like him even better when Big Saucy comes in. <laughs> Then you really get highlights. If y'all didn't watch his basketball highlights, then I'm supposed to watch them. Because big boy can move. Slayton can move, man. He can move well. And, you know, I think he – I'd love to see him with Solomon. I would love to see even next – then get that Juco guy the year after. Then you got three massive guys for the medal. And that's what you need. Mm Mm-hmm. We're too small. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, speaking of basketball, Georgia's still up 14, but J.J. Frazier is writhing on the court in pain and with his hip. look like he took a hip check, but I think he's going to be okay. Uh, he always gets hurt a little bit, I guess. Yeah, he gets hurt every <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he gets banged up pretty good. But the good, like I said, the good news are up 14 with just under four minutes to go. So, yeah. Hold on, dogs. Hold on. Um, and playing just horrible basketball. But that's another point, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're playing. Uh, hey, uh, Jason, this weekend, the True 19 game, how uh, are those kids coming over on Sunday or Saturday after the game or what? Saturday. They're coming Saturday. Saturday, baby. <laughs> Uh, the the true nineteen now Georgia and some Texas kids as well. You're talking Georgia kids and Texas kids. Nice. I'd love to watch that game. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, have you seen it where it's going to be streamed anywhere or anything? Um, I don't know if it is. I'll have to ask him. Huh. Oh, actually, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, if you go to uh, – oh, it's on the summary screen on the NFHS network. Oh, okay. 
And it's actually curious. going to be played. Uh, where is it going to be played? It's going to be in Atlanta. And it's going to be at Grady Stadium at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Okay. Oh, the game is Sunday. I got you. I thought it was, yeah, I was the game, it was. The game Sunday at 2 p.m., Grady Stadium. Adults $10, kids $7. Kids under 12, $7. Nice. Yeah, we'll have, you know, we'll, have a, we'll have a write-up on it and, you know, share the link where it's going to be streamed and all that good stuff. Because, man, it's these you. 19 kids, dude, oh, my God. I mean, yeah. and it's easy to say every year, oh, this is the best class to ever come through in Georgia, which is 18 class is, you know, I mean, it's good, but it's real top-heavy. There's a few top guys, and then it's like, ooh, but, I mean, you look at this freaking 19 class. I mean, oh, you're yeah. talking oh, God. Dominic Blaylock, J.D. Bertrand, even Paris Brown and McEachern. I mean, uh, it's Ryan Goad at uh, the tight end, supposed to be like the next Jeb Blazevich. You got uh, oh. Hazelwood, the wide receiver at Cedar Grove, Keandre Jones. The Callaway offensive lineman's big time on Georgia. Yeah. You're talking uh, the quarterback at Rome, Knox Tatum. The freaking receiver oh. at Marietta, Ramil Keaton, that catches all those passes from Pearson uh, oh. Bailey. Well, Warren McClendon, your boy, your boy Warren McClendon at Brunswick. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, this dude, and I don't even know how to say his last name yet. And he's only right up the street. Freaking King with Cuda, the the big the big guy from Troop County. That he is a my God. Watch out for him. <laughs> you know, that's where uh that's where Reuben Foster started out was Troop County. This dude's like built in the Reuben Foster mold already. Mm. And I'm not saying he's gonna be as good, but I'm saying he's a dude like that, where he's just coming out of eighth grade, just built like a brick shit house. Mm-hmm. You didn't even know about Freaking, no, I'm going down the line, man. I think it's in alphabetical order. Oh, okay. He's talking uh, Owen Papo, uh, freaking Sheffield, the uh, Frederica Academy. No, you, that's your boy. Yep. <laughs> Who, by the way, I think is looking a lot better for UGA there. Yeah, um, I've heard Georgia's coming up a little bit. I've heard Clemson's still one to worry about, and of course, and Ohio State's in on him heavy too. So, um, yeah. who else you got? Nolan Smith. If there's anybody that was already a dog, it's Nolan Smith. Oh. Yeah. Uh, who else? Trevon Walker, up and Lee. He's another one of those Georgia dudes that's just built like a you know what. KJ Wallace isn't bad. Kenyatta Watson isn't bad at all. I mean, all those dudes, man. And the, and most of these guys were at. Uh, these were the main guys that uh, that were at the freshman day when uh, when Kenyatta Watson Senior brought all those brought all of them up. And did the whole big freshman day that everybody else tried to copy. I got you. So it's basically another one of those kind of freshman days, but they're sophomores now and they're playing a game against Texas kids, and he's bringing the Texas kids too. 
Now, did, did Kenyatta Watson kind of help get the ball rolling on that play in Texas, or how did that kind of come about? Uh, he's, he's, like, he's the one that's been behind the whole thing, basically. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Dapper Dan in the talk show chat said, uh, which positions would you guys focus on in 18 considering the options? Wait, say again. So which which positions would you guys focus on in 18 considering the options? Well, outside linebacker has to be one. Yeah, that would be the like the Rome linebacker that's committed, things like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would think. Outside linebacker, offensive line, just because there's so many good ones in Georgia. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably the strength of that class because it's not a good class in 18. But yeah, I mean, there's, just, there's a handful of players, but the linemen might be the best of the group. And and Kirby Smart and Pittman have done it right. They – they took what four tackles this year, oh yeah, and just and just the two guards. And the next year, top two guards in the country are both Georgia Sawyer and uh, Hill from Houston uh, County. So yeah, mm. yep, that's what you go for: two guards. So I mean, they went for Max Ray and maybe go after another tackle and call it a day. Mm-hmm. And then I would oh, say I'd say probably true corners again. Yeah, especially depending on how we close in this class, huh? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at... It, it really does. Derek Allen, too. You know, he's a big boy, though. He might outgrow it, but you never know. So, I mean, but, I mean, you're looking at Tut and Allen, and then we're on we're on, on a few good corners. So, so I would say outside linebacker corner and offensive line. That, that's, that's almost, that's almost yeah. going to be your answer every year. It really is. I mean, you just have to keep, you know, you got the most, I think, wide receiver you can add in there, too. Because yeah, I mean, why? You because look, you look at it, you want to win ball games, you protect the quarterback, you get after the quarterback, and, and you cover where the quarterback's going to. Yeah. And yeah, you get no about doubt. six preferred walk-on kickers every year. <laughs> It's, it's got to work out at some point, right? <laughs> and keep them as a log on the line. How much are that, bitches? <laughs> oh, Lord. That was – you know what, though? I think that was handled about as well as it could be by Rodrigo. And, and I think the silence from the Georgia side was probably – which I think they kind of spoke a little bit through Rodrigo, too, honestly. Mm. I'm sure he didn't write that on his own. You don't know the truth of it. Of course um, not. Yeah. By the way, Georgia will get the win tonight in Oxford, Mississippi, 69-47. to 47. They Yay! Turn it on in the second half. That triangle is dinging tonight, baby. Smothered them <laughs> up, man. <laughs> I mean... They couldn't. They couldn't stop that triangle. Says their damn lies, man. <laughs> well, well, oh, incident, incidentally, you, you know, I, I just saw, I saw Twitter not long ago uh, about South Carolina Tennessee game. They had twenty two turnovers each in that basketball game. Now you talk about a sloppy basketball game. That thing must have been like 
22 turnovers each, Dre. That is did, crazy. Did they say did they say Fraser wasn't able to even walk back to the huddle? No, he was he was, he he was, was okay. He was he was okay. walking he walked he walked back to the uh towards the locker room and but just to kinda keep it loose and stuff and then he sat back down on the bench. He was in fact he went up to the scores table to check back in, but I think Mayton hit a three, and then they he pulled him went ahead and pulled him back because it was only like uh, two minutes left or something. So, so he'll be he'll be all right. Man. Yeah, I mean it's going to be sore and stuff tomorrow, flying back, you know, sitting on the plane, flying back, and everything. But well, you know, here we go. Yeah, but we sat there and we won another big, we won a big road game, right? Don't come home and lose. I mean, you know, <laughs> or you know, just or lay an egg in the next game. I mean. They do this all the damn time, year in and year out. You go, yeah, you got a good win over in Oxford. Now we, we got somebody else, and then they lay an egg. They can beat Florida. Yeah. I mean, they're up to 11-5 now. Now they have to just avoid, kind of like you're saying, drop the ball and, and you know, lose three Stupid out of four shit. or something like that. And just yeah, which, your record. which has been their history. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, hey Drake, what, yes, what's, what's, what's up with your boy Frank? Pray. What did he do? Yeah, look, 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 look like a bus broke down. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, he talking about he talking about our men's coach literally gave our bus driver his shoestring so he could tie something to something else in the engine and make it run. And they were using athletic tape to to put tie the two hoses together or something like that. In the, in the <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? Because, yeah, they were heading to play their game. Uh, see where they were going. Now they did win. Lady Jets moved to 15-3 and after defeating East Georgia State 63-59. to There we go. Oh, yeah. They, they, they run it back home on athletic pavement shoestring. <laughs> hey, this is an interesting fact, Dre. There's a quality win for Georgia tonight. Uh, Ole Miss's RPI was 39. Yeah, wow. it's a great win tonight. They just got to yeah. follow it up with us. Just got to build on it. Yeah. Jeez, uh, I didn't realize they were 39. That's good. Great win. Yeah. Um, how about... Uh, are we so? I guess final thoughts for this weekend. Are we on? Can we expect to see one of the Field Street Forum alerts texts go out this weekend? Oh uh, yeah, it's going out. <laughs> yeah, if, if I remember, this is my. <laughs> this is Bryant. Maybe twice, huh? Could be. Walk if Walker makes a trip up. Um. Here's one thing. Oh, what about the uh, the rules changes for recruiting that they were talking about? It seems like this comes up quite often, but it never comes to fruition. They're talking about an early signing period for football, uh, adding the 10th coach. Yeah, that's been field talked field. about for five years now. Yeah. Um, what else was it? No, you can't hire a recruits coach for two years. Is that right? I think I read that one right. Yeah, I think I think that's a good one too. And yeah. 
it might hurt us, but it's, I think I think it's a good one. Yeah, because um, we won't be outworked. So we said that. That's, that's right. Yeah. Uh, how about? Um, and I think there was one more about the early early signing day. Yeah, the early early. Yeah, early shot. Yeah. But there was something about the camps um, that, a, like, if you brought coach brought players up, you couldn't work the camp or something yep. like that. Okay. So that's another one where could be interesting, which kind of sucks for the coaches because they kind of make a little extra side cash, don't they? Got a little extra in my ass. <laughs> how you how you think how you think? Come on, man, you know better. <laughs> I I think Auburn gets people to come to Auburn. <laughs> you know, Tumor's Corner and uh, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that, that's basically saying Auburn can't pay a coach a shitload of money for gas and a shitload of money to work the camp to bring 20 <laughs> guys up there for them to take the Pat Dye's cabin. <laughs> That's what I, you 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 might as well call that the Auburn rule right now. <laughs> uh, Little cheating uh, mother. Hopefully, <laughs> well, hopefully those will get passed. I think those are pretty solid rules. Honestly, uh, I think they'll help. Now, the funny thing was, I think kind of the the thoughts from some of the folks today on the board was they didn't like the early signing period, whereas two or three years ago that was like. What everybody, all the Georgia fans wanted to happen was an early signing period because we tended to lose guys late if we ever, if when we lost them. Is, what do you, what are you guys' thoughts? I mean, I, I kind of like it to be honest. I don't know, but um, I have mixed feelings about it because I mean, if you're looking now, you know, there may have been a couple of guys that we wouldn't have picked up. This year, I guess maybe uh, just, but then I guess they'd have to move the, you know, the army game. The, the kids that are going in the army game wouldn't be committing, certainly wouldn't be committing before that. Then that's correct. That's you why know, it won't, be, won't go. Right. Wait, why wouldn't they? They probably wouldn't, unless they're, you know, determined to where they're going to commit. You know, they're not going to change their mind. You know, like guys that we've gotten kind of flipped later. Like they're talking about the, you know, the a guy at the army game. The army game now. I mean, they wouldn't commit until the army game. I'm saying. Oh, 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 I got you. I got you. Because the signing period is before before that. The early signing period is before the army games and, and the Under Armour game. Because it was talking about like the first week in uh, December, I think it was. I mean, I think I think you're basically going to see. It's going to be guys like Richard LaCale, Jake Fromm, the guys like that. I mean, I can see them doing it early December like that, going ahead and getting it out of the way. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, recruiting guys and all that. But, I mean, if, if – I don't really think an early signing day is going to pressure a whole lot of kids that wouldn't have committed in the first place to Georgia. You know, it's not going to – like maybe it would affect more of a Devontae Wyatt than it would a Richard LeCount. Mm-hmm. 
You know, that, that it means we might could already have Wyatt in the books and not be worried about him visiting, you know, South Carolina or Florida. I think the guys that were going to do it, I don't really think it's going to pressure anybody either way, to be honest, to commit or not uh, commit. Now, is that going to be a signing period, but they still won't report until July or whatever? Or are you going to yeah, be yeah, it's like early, before? It's like basketball. It's, it's basically like basketball, early signing day. Okay, okay. So it won't just be guys that are enrolling early with the early yeah, signing period? Yeah, anybody. Gotcha. You can, you know, I mean, from what I read about it, you'll be able to commit in December and enroll in, you know, June or July, whenever it comes. Mm-hmm. And another question in the chat is, if they were signed early, would you see the schools saying don't play in the Army game? Yes. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I don't like the friggin' All-Star games anyway, if you don't know the truth of it, but... I, like, I love the camps, so. though. Well, I mean, yeah. to be honest, I think we, could, do that. we could do that now, Dre. I mean, for the guys like LeCount and Fromm and all them, we could, I mean, we could tell them now we don't want you to play in the game. Yeah. I don't mean they have to let, I would rather them be in it and be down there recruiting. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the aspect of giving them the honor, you know, of, of being chosen as a U.S. Army All-American or an Under Armour All-American. But, you know, go through the, the camps and, and the skill sets and, you know, camps and things like that. But I just, I'm just i just not a big fan of the game. The game is usually sloppy. It's You you know, you only got, what, a week at the most, five days, five practices, something like that, to, to get ready for a game. It's just too much of a risk, in my opinion, to go out there and, you know, the damn Tremel Terry effect, for God's sake. Yeah, but come on, man. I mean, a lot of things are a risk. Are you just going to quit everything that's a risk? Name name one person besides besides Terry that that has basically screwed up his career. Yeah, but it's just. But what what benefit does it give you? I mean, mean, you can be like you can be like the. Well, I don't psych anything else. If you love to play, you're going to play in it regardless. I mean, that's why, you know, it's the love of the sport. It's not, you know, you're going to go out there and say, well, I'm going to run this kickoff back and blow up my ACL. I mean, nobody thinks that's going to happen. You know, people like to drive. They get behind the wheel of a car, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you can be like, okay, I mean, if you're going to worry about something that happened to Terry happening, you might as well quit football. Yeah. I mean, that's that's Tremel Terry. One guy out of how many guys that have played through these all-star games that yeah. just absolutely just really screwed his career up. Yeah. So, I mean, you, know, not many you got that. So, so you got the whole Terry effect. You know, I guess you could throw that in there. But then the pluses of it is they get to go in there, they get to experience, you know, being with all the other recruits, rooming in a hotel together. That's experience right there because you're gonna to have to do that when you get to college. They get yeah. coached up by different coaches, which I think I think Army game does different high school coaches around the country. And then I think uh Under Armour, you know, of course they had, you know, whoever it was, they got Dion there and all the other guys. So I mean they get to you know, different coaching from different people. 
Yeah, but you can do all that without, yeah, I mean, without an actual exhibition game that doesn't mean anything. Well, then, but, Start playing until you get on. Not you know. Start playing you you gotta, you gotta understand. I'm gonna interject here for just a minute. What is important about the Army All American Bowl? It's because the Army gets to promote themselves. It's a promotion game for them. You know, think yeah. about these kids. They have something at their school where they give them a jersey. You know, they make a big deal of the kid, but it's always Army, 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 Army. I mean, you can't buy that kind of publicity you know, that they get with young folks in high school. And, you know, and so, you know, I mean, same with Armor All. I mean, you know, you're, 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 you're promoting your product while you're having these all-star games. And so I, I don't see any way that you're going to take that out of the high school equation. Uh, I it's, it, it has nothing to do with camps and the all-star game. It has everything to do with Army is there to promote the Army. The young right. person, that's the idea. I, I think we should cancel UGA season, Dre. But those mean something, dude. You know what I'm saying? So, those somebody, somebody might end up hurt like Trammel Terry. Of wins and losses. Nobody gives a shit about who East or West wins the game. Or make it, you know, make it like the opening or something like that instead. Or have an offensive line camp along with it. No, but you can see an ACL just, just as easily there. Yeah, absolutely. You can't well, can anywhere. You got to cancel anywhere. all of the All Star games. It doesn't matter. You got to cancel all of the camps. So let's just cancel all of it and put flags on everybody. Okay, let's do that then. Ah, uh, well. Come on, right? Okay. Then we, we got to cancel. I mean, everybody's got to ride bikes now because, you know, I, I saw a person die in a car wreck, and I don't want to do that. So. No, you kind of need to drive a little bit if you'd like, but you get somewhere well, faster. Some, but some anyway. people kind of need to think you need that training, that extra training. I mean, who okay. don't want to go to the Under Armour game and be coached by Deion Sanders? How how would that not help? You can be. <laughs> no, but he's like no, no, no. no, but he's not going to be there for a, for a game, uh, for a practice or something that's if, if Under Armour or, or whoever is he, I mean, I thought he was Nike, but I, don't, I was surprised he was there at the Under Armour. But if Under Armour says, here's X amount of money, he'll show his ass up and, and coach everybody down there that they want him to. I'm just saying, though, you're, you're saying don't play the game but practice anyway. There's there's more injuries that happen in practice than the games. Yeah, absolutely. But... So just I'm just thinking, just for the here. honor itself, and and not worry about the game. It, it's it's just a pointless game to me. But whatever, it's all about the publicity for it. Anyway, uh, real quick, I sent it to you. I forgot. I didn't get a chance to send it to you, Sock. But there's a uh, four-team, uh, not experimental, but like a. Uh, Developmental league coming out in the summer of eighteen, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. The Pacific Pro Football, and I'm, the only thing I wasn't sure if it's going to be post college kids or if it's going to be for kids that don't want to go to college. I didn't get that. It, I just it could it like be either. Sports. It could be either or. Have you heard about it? The pack? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it makes sense. I mean, 
you know, some, some a lot of teams used to do that on their own, but they they stopped doing it. Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. But the NFL's uh, not behind it, right? No. No. Uh-uh. Not, uh, not, uh, not directly, no. The, the folks involved right now are Mike Shanahan, Ed McCaffrey, Donald Yee, who's an agent. Right. Uh, and let's see, three are spearheading Pacific Pro Football, which is set to begin play in the summer of 18, which, you know, I've heard of these things before, like uh, one of the old quarterbacks was trying to get one started up. I can't remember his name, but it was like a regional thing. Um, yeah, exactly. This is, yeah, but like I said, it's a new professional league. Doesn't want to compete with the NFL. Uh, instead, a right-sized developmental option for young players. Uh, for young players, it has the potential to change the route to the NFL for many who either neither want nor find worth in the current NCA system, and it will give the NFL <laughs> <laughs> a place to with a preferable setup for training and defining, identifying potential draft picks. Oh, yeah. I've always said they're the best NFL teams behind bars. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they, it will be a developmental league of those kind of folks. You know, you remember the old cocaine basketballs. I mean, the CBA, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you know it, 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 it's really, and it's a good thing because, you'll find a diamond in the rough that might play on a special teams in the NFL or, you know, somebody will get discovered who hasn't been discovered before. And, of course, then it's down to character, you know, who is and what are they. But, it, you know, these kind of things, so we have like we have a semi-pro team in Charleston. I mean, you know, so, I mean, it's it's, it's they're probably going to have a lot better funding. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it would go better in other areas of the country than it would well there. Yeah, it's going to be in California. I think as far as I heard the college game, I doubt it will. I mean, I don't see them taking, like, any top prospects. Yeah. Uh, you can probably, you can probably see them grabbing, like, a few guys that would have to go JUCO, and they just, yeah. you know, just can't make the grades, don't want to make the grades, screw it. You know, guys getting kicked off teams, I guarantee yeah. it. Like a Derek uh, Rogers would have went there. Yeah, yeah, somebody like that. I mean, you know, uh, big boy. What's be, his name? Jonathan Taylor got kicked off of Georgia and Alabama. Guy yeah, like exactly. That, you know. And that would be a way for him to possibly get a tryout. You know, if he played well in a league like that, somebody got an eye on him, and he obviously doesn't get any more trouble. He'd be the kind of guy that could have potential to be signed onto a free agent contract with an NFL team. I think it's potentially a league of misfits. Exactly. This is actually a little bit. But that's that's okay. I mean, you know, those kind of – trust me, there's plenty of those guys in the NFL too. I mean, but, you know, it's – it's you know, you have to find them. And, you know, a developmental league is what this – I've always said what the NFL needs more than anything else, and I don't think I'll see it in my lifetime, is to get out of the college system. they got a free system. You guys know that. It's called college football. You know, the only professional sport that, you know, well, basketball, I guess, to a great extent now. But, you know, I mean, it's guaranteed minor leagues. I mean, you know, you you get to evaluate them in college. And I, I don't know. I've always thought it hurt to hurt the game, integrity of the game, um, 
you know, because kids go out and leave early, it's not as much, it's not as important to get your degree as it is to get to the NFL. And there should be a way that kids that don't want to go to college should have a way of getting the NFL without going to college. I've always believed that, and I, I wish they had something more supplemental they could do that. Mm. I was kind of wondering, too, well, there's a couple rules real quick. Uh, they'll play pro style, uh, so there's no spread. Right. Uh, quarterbacks will have to take snaps under center. They'll need to call plays in the huddle and identify defenses at the line. Um, every player, excuse me, every player will play while games will be competitive. The small rosters in brief season because they're only going to play six games. Uh, there'll be snaps and opportunities for everyone, particularly in practice. No one is being buried on a depth chart. Um, I don't know. It was interesting. It kind of reminded me of kind of the the overseas route that some exactly yeah Daniel Moutier, uh Brandon Jennings I think both played yeah. overseas before they went to the NBA so I, that it's kind of interesting and they're going to make fifty thousand dollars a year which you know isn't amazing in a lot of cases but or not potentially what they want to make but it, it's a good good solid base for them to you know to get well, exactly. going anyway. Yeah, and you know there'll be some perks in there too. So I mean, you know that that's a good thing. I mean, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it at all. I hope it works. I hope they do because a lot of these young people don't go to college for the right reasons. They go to play for the NFL, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think we have. I mean, I really don't think the SEC, believe it or not, has as much of a problem with that as a lot of the other leagues do. You know, I mean, if you're Kansas, yeah. you got to take bandits from wherever you can get them. Because nobody's going to want to play in Manhattan, Kansas, or, you know, you know, or any of those areas, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, and that's how you build your programs. And, I mean, our Kansas State, I should have said. And, yeah. and so, I mean, it used to be Louisville did that in football. You know, mm-hmm. you have to, at some point, you have to sit there and go, okay, you know, you know, we can't keep let we can't lower our test scores below where right. they're at right now. It can't be any lower. I mean, it just can't be. And you know, we have kids that aren't qualifying, and they're going to JUCO, and they're taking online courses, and they're taking all kinds of things they can do to get qualified. Mm-hmm. And then we get, and they really aren't there for a degree. Yeah, I was one. That's what made and, me think. And they're they're really being used. Yeah. Well, I wondered if it would, you know, I don't think it'll hurt, you know, major college football, but I I really, it could really hurt the JUCO level. Because well, you yeah. may think, well, hell, I'd rather go make 50000 a year and learn the game and still have a chance to get drafted than exactly. go, through, go through school, learn this, learn that. I can just learn football, you know? Yeah, but see, JUCOs, on the other hand, if you remember what JUCOs were 15 or 20 years ago in football, they were nothing. People think, you know, you, now the schools realize they could send kids to JUCO, they could re-keep evaluating them, take back who they want, you know. If they don't want them, they don't sign them, they go somewhere else. Or if, they're, if they can't make it in JUCO, well, there you go. There's there's another example, you know, maybe they didn't have the grades from JUCO to get in anywhere. Yeah, I think yeah. there's an article once that 30 or 40% of the kids don't. And so, right. you know, you you sit there and you say, there's a group of kids that could be playing in that league. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, so, you know, you, you just have to – I think there's a lot of 
lot of great athletes uh, that are being missed because they can't go to college for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there's a yeah, big difference between football intelligence and, you know, school intelligence, too. Oh, yeah. Well, that just caught my eye, and I wanted to run it by you guys. I, I think that's a great – I'm I'm 100% supportive of it. Yeah, I wish I could remember the name of the guy that – they tried to get one going a few – probably about eight, seven, eight years ago, ten years ago, and it was mm-hmm. going to be all regional, and you could only draft guys from your area. And certain, I remember certain, that, yeah. I can't remember, remember who did it, but, I, yeah. But in, in, was it you Don know, Brody, I, maybe? The quarterback, the Niners' old quarterback. Could have been. Could have been. Brody. It was Donald Trump. <laughs> no, no, no. He was uh, USFL. New Jersey Generals. New Jersey um, Generals. Well, that was a hell of a special they had on uh, on the, on that league. And, of course, it didn't speak very well of Donald Trump. But uh, it was a heck of a – it was on Netflix, for those of you who haven't watched it. Yeah. I can't remember. I like I like I was a kid when it was when the USFL was going on and I, I it was an exciting league. Right, it was an exciting Jack league. Bulls. Oh yeah, yeah, Tampa Bay Bandits with Spurrier and I mean you had some you had some damn good players. Yeah. I mean you know I mean they when they folded you know a whole bunch of guys went into the NFL. So I mean yeah they they diluted the talent of the NFL. There was no doubt about it. And it was an exciting brand of football. They just financially they couldn't hack it. Yeah. So, but what could work is if this league gets off and does work, then you go and get corporate, you know, good big corporate sponsors, which the NFL would encourage, which would be a huge help. And if the NFL saw value in it, they would they would figure a way that they could be they could survive. And the best way to survive is to hire a lot of NFL people in the league. Yeah. So. Well, I can guarantee you somebody like a, you know, I don't know how if regional sports networks would have it on or, or like a Fox Sports Network, something like that, you know. But Yeah, yeah. I know people would, watch, people would watch it, no doubt. I, I think they would. I think they would. I think, you know, I think it would be a fun thing to watch. And not to change, not to change the subject, but to change the subject. Uh, Amir Speed is basically definitely saying he's announcing on National Signing Day now between Georgia, Oregon, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Michigan State, and UGA. Uh, okay, that's the tweet he put out. Interesting. And Kirby's going to be checking him. Talking to him tomorrow. What is was that? Is he the first kid he's going to go see? I think so. Did I read that correctly? And and I think you're I think you're basically going to see one of the and, and I mean this is kind of educated guessing I guess but sort of the board goes for corners I think. If I tried to read their mind, I would say we probably want to flip first, then Steve, then Stokes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just real quick, I think we had mentioned Blades a little while, a couple of weeks ago, I guess. 
about Georgia trying to talk to him, but I think he's kind of I think he's kind of reaffirmed to Florida, hadn't he? Yeah, he's not coming. No, I, mean, I mean, he might he might take his visits, but yeah, he has like an All Star game the last weekend before signing day, so mm-hmm. if he comes here, it has to be like a midweek kind of visit thing. Uh, so I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't think he's one of them. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, anything else I'm I'm missing on recruiting? No, but uh, Arteva Scott, Clemson's losing like their entire offense, dude. Yeah, I think uh, Arteva Scott just cleared too. So you're looking at Gallman's gone, Watson's gone. Arteva Scott's gone. Mike Williams gone. That's their main two starting receivers. That's their starting running back and their starting quarterback. Is the tight end leaving too? Ooh, I'm not sure what's his name. He he probably should. Um, Mike Williams is he going? Yeah, he's gone. Oh yeah, yeah. Figured that. I think he's. I think ESPN's got him like the top receiver in the draft coming out. Yeah, we could, we could have had that kid. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. You know, there's a couple of them there that I know for a fact. (laughs) Don't even talk to me about Tyrone now. That's a that one stinks, man. Leggett's their tight end. He's going to Leggett. Yeah, that's the kid I was trying to think of. He's he's a senior. He's gone. Uh, Gallman, I believe, is a senior, or declared early. One or the other. He declared. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Then Watson declared, and then Scott and Williams both declared. So it'll be it'll be interesting. I think they're I think they're getting a lot of their good defensive players back besides Bullwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Wilkins is only a sophomore, and that uh, that other kid was just a true freshman. Uh, Perry, I think the was that his name, the de- other defensive end that got hurt in the in the yeah, title think, game. I, if I remember right, they're losing like one defensive lineman, and then uh, Hyatt's coming back, left tackle. I think yeah, they're losing one. Of, I think they're losing one of their guards. Yeah. And then Crowder's a junior, so I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. I think he's coming back. Yeah, I think he's back. So, I mean, yeah. they'll they'll probably I think bring back three offensive linemen. They're losing just one defensive lineman out of like their whole group. And so, and I think they bring a lot of their defense back, but not much of their offensive firepower. Hmm. And you know, of course, they have like Deion Kane and all that. So, you know, yeah. could just be step in. But I think they're right. they're losing a lot of height from the receiver Williams. They don't they don't have a lot of other other top guys that are like six four, six five. Yeah, they're gonna get. Yeah. You know, since they got Lawrence here out of Georgia, they're probably going to get some Georgia kids again. You know, I mean, I think that's pretty logical to figure. Yeah. I mean, they kind of have to, really. Yeah. I mean, he'll have some that will want to play with him. But, you know, oh, after, yeah. after that, I need, we just need to shut the damn door. Right. I mean, they're just, but we're doing that. I mean, you know, we're going out and we're offering these kids, you know, that are in eighth, ninth, and tenth grade. Finally, consistently, and so I think you'll you know it may take another recruiting season, but after mm-hmm. that, man, I mean, do we will have, we will have closed that door. I mean, I guarantee Kirby. The first thing he did when he talked to the coaches is 
He said, we got we to gotta keep Clemson, Tennessee, South Carolina. We got to keep them out of here, Alabama, Auburn. That was mm-hmm. his goal. Yeah. And that's why I think Solomon's so important to this class. Because we got a kid in south, southwest Georgia, down where Kirby's from. You know, I mean, we, he has got to win that battle. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't care what anybody says. You know Alabama and, and Auburn's going to get back, get in there somehow this last few weeks or something. I mean, I, I don't think it's done done deal yet. But I mean, have to, you got to you got to you got to keep that area for UGA. Yeah, no doubt. Um, hey, everybody's talking about uh, everybody's talking about Grantham going to Mississippi State and their defense coordinator going to Louisville. They're basically trading. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think, I, think, I think it had something to do with the whole Wake Forest scandal. Dude. It had everything to do with the Wake Forest scandal. That's something. I, I, think, I think they were nice enough to keep Grantham around until he found something, but I, I, I think that was more Louisville's choice than it was Grantham's. It was, and there was an article about that. I mean, I, I have to dig it up where, you know, one of the clauses in uh, Petrino's contract is obviously a character clause, we'll call it for lack of a better term. Well, part of that character clause extends to assistant coaches. And, uh, well, that's what basically happened. They they did. They said, look, we'll give you the time, but we want you out of here. Same thing UGA did. Yeah, because I think they're paying the new guy like 600 and something thousand. They basically cut their defensive coordinator budget in three hundred thousand. Yeah, three hundred to say over three hundred thousand dollars for sure. Oh, and also uh, my boy Mark Hockey going to—he's going to be the strength and conditioning guy at Texas A&M. Found the Tamu. I can see it now. <laughs> found the yeah. Aggie. Whatever the hell they found there. What do they found? What found the G? What do they found? The, I don't know what they found there. They found a little, they found a little <laughs> ant on in between A and M. Well, I'm happy for him, but he was a disaster at UGA. I don't care what anybody at the board said. He was absolute disaster. Jason talking about pound the ampersand. Pound the ampersand. But I'm happy for him. He's at a great place because. They're, you know, you can't. They're they're such a weak football team physically. They can't, you know, physically they just can't handle physicality at all. So they can. The only place they can go is up. So he's in a good place. Yep. They'll definitely run more than anybody else. Yep. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw this or not. Tennessee hired the Rams' strength guy. If y'all watch Hard Knocks, the old guy that had to tell everybody they were cut. Yeah. Tennessee hired him. Wow. And from what a lot of people said, he you know he seemed like a did a good dude, but a lot of people said he sucked for the Rams. <laughs> That's interesting. That's well, brick by brick. All he has to do is lay a little mortar, right? How about the uh, rumor Feldman put out about Cal maybe coming after um, Derek Mason? Yeah, you know, 
Yeah, but he came out real real quickly on a tweet and said he wasn't that would that wasn't going to happen basically. But they're saying the top three for the cow job is uh, is uh, Chip Kelly and Les Miles. God, why would Les Miles go to Cal? That Cal job is oh, is just a kiss of death, man, for anybody who goes out there and takes it. I mean, I have a lot of respect for Sonny Dykes. I think he's a great football coach. Mm. He can't win out there. Nobody seems to be able to win at Cal. And, I mean, it's uh, – Kelly wants to take it. Well, good luck. <laughs> you know. Can we talk about a, an analyst? And he's so overrated anyways, Kelly. I, you know, let him take it. What, what are you saying? Let, let's hire a guy as an uh, analyst. Yeah. Wait till that tip position comes out and hire him. Yeah, but why would, why would Sonny Dykes, I never even understood, why would he even leave the South? I mean, you know, I mean, that's what I don't understand about coaches. I don't understand why Bobo went to Colorado State. I don't understand why he went to Cal. To Cal. I mean, Good God, man! There's jobs in the South you can get. You just build your resume down here. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't have to go to California and foreign place you've never been. And you know, I'll guarantee Bobo probably hadn't been in Colorado ten times in his whole life. <laughs> you know, and I mean, <laughs> they're already starting to put a little heat on him out there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they. I think they've become a big time power now in the West. I don't know. <laughs> eight, eight and four, nine and you know, eight and five, whatever. Nine and four, that's pretty darn good for the Rams right now. Sonny Luby's uh, not walking through that door. Um, well, you got that good quarterback from Georgia coming in, so we'll see. Yeah, but I mean, he's bringing in some really, really good players. I think so. I think they're just him a chance. Well, yeah. Well, they're getting they're getting on him a little bit. That yeah. last game did not do him any good. No, the no. whole game. That was ugly, man. That was really <laughs> ugly. Lie. Good God! I mean, it was like, does anybody play defense out here? Slide on. Uh, I mean, it was just it was a disaster. Oh, yeah. Good grief. All right, fellas. Any final right. thoughts? We'll, if not, we'll no, no, no. I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I expect something good to happen. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see a couple of nice, a couple of big news items would, would, would really help out. I, I guarantee that we're going to try our best to get Brian to Absolutely. go ahead and pull the trigger and set off his visit to Auburn next weekend. That's going to be the main key for this weekend. It is. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm excited to get that. So, yeah, anyways. All right, fellas. All righty, Dre. Thank you, man. No problem. Glad you guys can make it in. Glad you made it through the whole show, Jason. uh, I was worried about that. Uh, Man, man, my stomach is burning, (laughs) dude. I, I don't even. I don't. I'm scared to go to the bathroom. Those things were hot. Jason, <laughs> Jason wasabi, hairy dog. If, if I Give go to more wasabi, right now, if I go to the bathroom right now, I feel like I dropped the soap in jail or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My God. Oh, what about uh, 
before we go, Georgia, Virginia, and the 2020 Chick-fil-A game. Oh, yeah. I love that. I think that'll be – that's a good matchup. I mean – You have no you know, idea how good they'll be or not be, but right. it will be fun. It's a power five school. You know, there's nothing you can do about that. So, good matchup. ACC's on, you know, killing it right now. So, what do you – you know, what are you going to do? And I was thinking, too, because uh, – Sean Smith, the wide receiver from Brunswick, is most likely probably leaning towards Virginia right now. So, be a chance for him to come back to the, his home state and play a game. So, if they don't play Tech anyway, but play in the in the Mercedes Benz Stadium. So, but yeah, that that's pretty cool. Get to kick off the that'll be the opening, like the big game for that weekend, right? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Right. That'd be one of them for sure. Yeah. Hey, one, one last thing, non-football, non-Georgia related. Mm-hmm. Funny funny video I saw on Facebook. Dude walks into a, it looked like maybe a pawn shop and tries to rob the place. And the owner just unloads on his ass. <laughs> yeah, this, this dude tried to rob a place in Mapleton, Georgia called the wow. Dixie Gun Shop. Oh, my God. How dumb do you have to be to go into Georgia and rob a gun shop? Not only rob, not only rob a gun shop in Georgia... I'm a gun shop in Mableton, Georgia, with the name Dixie. <laughs> I tell you, it's the first place I'd drive into if I was looking for a gun. The last place I'd go in if I wanted to rob a place. I mean, he right. called in, and within like two seconds, they lit his ass up. Oh, I guarantee they did. That happened here I'm in like, Boston once, too. How yeah, man. stupid you have to be? Yeah. Well, this guy had actually robbed this gun store more than once. He robbed it, and so this time the owner was prepared for him. I guess he was a serial robber. I mean, who, blew who, his ass who wakes off. up in the morning and and says, hey, I think I go rob somewhere. Where should I go? Oh, I think I'll rob the Dixie Gun Shop in Mapleton, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Please. Christ. Please tell me he wasn't African American, man. Because when he walked in a place called Dixie, he, was he had a mask on. I couldn't tell. Yeah, God, God. That's like me saying, "Hey, I think I want to fight somebody today. Let me go find Brock Lesnar." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I'm gonna get in a eating contest today. Let me go call Big Saucy and see if he wants to go. <laughs> Put him in the Tory beside you, man. <laughs> hey, yeah, y'all know how I have my my favorite recruit like every year, you know, Big oh, Ben. Oh, Tory's good. And, and I, my favorite recruit, their nicknames always start with Big Something. Big, oh, big yeah. Ben, Big Trent, this, oh, yeah. this big, big, is big Salty Baby. Yeah. <laughs> how can you not root for Big Salty? Oh, you already love him, man. He doesn't even have to come on campus and people love him. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if he's good or not. You give him a scholarship for his name. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just let them off the bus, man. You yeah, get Larry now. Big in the house. Big coffee in the house. Big country, you know, big saucy, big, they got big, man. They're, we got to have them in Georgia. That's just all there is to it. And you'd have to start selling, you know, some big saucy barbecue sauce, you know, too. I mean, come on. What What do you do in Georgia? If you're, like, walking down the sidewalk and, like, come walking straight at you as 900 pounds, Tim Cleveland, <laughs> Isaiah Wilson, yeah, exactly. Solomon Kenley. Big, exactly. Yeah, you got four guys. Big, big Ben, Solomon Kinley, Isaiah Wilson, a big saucy walking towards you. And if you know anything about offensive linemen, they're always together. So that is a real yeah. strong possibility that's happened. <laughs> More than no once. doubt. Yeah, what, what, do you, what do you do if you're, what do you do if you're the, the cook at UGA and all these dudes are, like, walking up about to get food? <laughs> I mean, you like, I automatically know. walk back to the back and bring out, like, five more trays. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, man. Well, things are looking up, folks, for the dogs and dog nations, so keep your ears out for your text alert going off this weekend. You better you better stay on top of it, Jay. Keep your phone with you, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you another thing, guys. Tomorrow... Tomorrow and the next day, be looking for all the uh, offers because there's going to be a bunch more going out. We had four today. I fully anticipate a whole bunch more in these next few days. It'll be fun to follow that. Oh, yeah. Oh, one last thing. One last thing again. One last thing. <laughs> the last the last thing of the one last thing. <laughs> I had one of our Field Street Forum guys send me a picture, and uh, – and Ben Cleveland was at, like, the health place, whatever you call it, at Georgia. And uh, nothing day like checkup or whatever is what I got from it. He didn't absolutely say that, but he wasn't like he's hurt or anything. It was just kind of a normal thing. Anyway, dude sent me a picture of the counter. Big Ben ran into the counter. And, like, not running or anything, just a regular ran into the counter. And it moved the entire counter and chipped the corner. <laughs> wow. Not even, Not even lying. <laughs> Like, not exaggerating, not lying. He just, like, ran into it, and, like, the corner chip and, like, entire counter moved. My God, man. Hey, as long as he moves them defensive lines like that, too. So, everybody go check out fieldstreetforum.com, fieldstforum.com. Check out the Classic City chat. Hit the drop-down box for the latest, most current date. Also, at the bottom of that, it's got the uh, different visits for the next three weekends. Uh, tons of articles on the front page. Got the latest news, Recruiting Central, the podcast page. Everything you pretty much need to know is right there on FieldStreetForum.com. Hit us up on social media across all boards, Field Street Forum, Field ST Forum, on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, got Instagram or uh Yes. <laughs> but definitely Facebook and Twitter and then uh hit me up at the real Dre across all social media, Socrates fifty six. Yes, sir. And uh we'll hit us up on there. make sure you post in the forum. Don't be shy. We'll 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 take it easy on you. 
But until next week, go dog. Hey, one, one last thing, one last thing, one last thing. I'm just kidding. I was making fun of myself. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.